Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Whiteley on SEN. Wednesdays, a bit of racing talk with Wayne Hawks for Westbury Studs. It's all about success with Tarzino at Westbury. Hello to you, Wayne. Morning, Jared. How are you? Where do I find you? Um, Melbourne yearling sale time, Jared. Mm. So it's the uh, the pre-inspections out here. For the people that don't know, it's on the uh, bottom of the runway into uh, in a Melbourne airport. So we can. Uh, you know what, for a couple of years when the uh, COVID was on, it was very quiet out here, so it's great to see the planes flying over top. So it's out the back of uh, Tullamarine at Oakland's Junction. Actually, to be fair, it's only about a kilometre away from the 1,000 acres that uh, Racing Victoria uh, purchased only six months ago for the uh, the next new market or Shantee of Australian racing. Yeah. How important uh, when you get that catalogue and, and you study it as a family and work out what you want to see, how, how critical are these days to try and pick the next, the next breed of champions? Well, it'd be like someone just going on to uh, realestate.com or something like that. You need to start off by doing all your homework and... The catalogue is a family tree, so to speak, more so on the female side because the sire line, most people will know and know what the stallions have done. Um, but uh, most most of the pedigree is on the uh, the female side of it, Jared. So it is draft pick. It's, you know, what do you call it? Trade day. That's yes. What, what do you call it in America? They call it trade, yeah, trade day. Yeah, that, that's where we are now. So, John? How many would you, do you think, how many would you inspect... Uh, there's a catalogue of 800. You'd probably go through half the catalogue. Right. Because you'd just knock out the pedigrees you don't want. Uh, Stallion X, he's not my cup of tea. I don't really want one by him. You might only be looking at fillies because you've only got orders for fillies. So, I mean, there's no point uh, There's no point looking at a Ferrari if you can only for, afford a, uh, a Mazda. It's yes. as simple as that. So, there's, there's just... And look, the prices here aren't as big as what the Sydney sale is, but... Uh, 1.1 million, I think, was top price last year, but that's a bit of a rarity. The you know, uh, good money here is four or five hundred thousand dollars. So there's a lot of eighty, hundred thousand dollar horses. So there's certainly plenty of bargains. But yeah, it's 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 uh, it's day one for uh, for a trainer to uh, to come and to start inspecting. And what you're doing is you're doing the Jenny Craig advert in reverse because you see the person that had weight on, and then you see him slim down after they've been on the diet. What we're looking at is the young, slim horse trying to look at it as a mature horse, and that's yeah. what you're actually trying to... Uh, that's what you're trying to visualise. How will this horse look in the mounting enclosure in 12 months' time? And you, you look at things like uh, attitude, and the horse will come out, and the person will say, oh, Flossie's never like this, and you're going, oh, yeah, because Flossie might have been born on the farm, never left the farm, and all of a sudden it's come down to Oakland's Junction, and it's losing its you-know-whats, and... It's about the temperament as much as anything else because when you go to Melbourne Cup Day, there's people dressed up as Batman and Superman and Robin <laughs> and you name it. So it's 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 not it's it's not an easy thing for a for for a horse on those big days. So it's a big test of their attitude day one at the yearling sale. So when as you find it down, so there's 800 in the catalogue. You find it down to 400. You do your inspections. Typically, 
How many yes. would you would you bid on, and then how many would you hope to come away from the sales with? Right, you would uh, you'd probably get your shortlist down to say fifteen, I reckon it would be, and. After you look at them once, yes or no, then you go around again, yes or no, and you do that three or four times. Then they put up uh, 48 x-rays in the repository and a video scope of their throat. You get your vet to go and have a look at that. Then he, uh, I don't know how many times, the, the one that you love, the vet says, sorry, you just can't touch it because it's got an issue. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean to say that it might run because the first year of the x-rays, Jared, and they're probably 20 years old now, was uh, Scaredy Cat. And that's why he was called Scaredy Cat. He won the old Ascot Vale Stakes, I think it was, up the straight at Flemington. And it was a quite a funny, well, not funny, but, you know, it was a story because he had failed the x-rays. Everyone, everyone literally hated the x-rays and ended up being a really good horse. So the vet goes through and does what he does. You get it down to about 15. And then it really depends on your budget with what your clients have to spend. So you would probably bid on seven, eight of them and you might come home with... Uh, I'd be hoping to come out from a sale like this with four or five. Yep. Yep. Do you enjoy this part of it? Love it. Love it. Um, when, when, you get the, when you get the catalogue, it's, uh, how would I say it? It'd be like you, Jared, Friday afternoon going getting the best bets. There you go. Yeah. What's in tomorrow? Yeah. So uh, that's, exactly how it's, uh, that's exactly how it is. So you just go through and you start marking your horses. And the only sale we look at everyone is the Sydney Easter sale coming up in about four weeks' time, the Green Book, and we'll look at every horse in that sale because it's the, uh, the elite sale, whereas the, all the other sales, um, well, Magic Millions was at, at Christmas time, January, there was 11 or 12. 1,250 lots. Now, you physically can't get around that many, so you do have to, uh, you know, as I said before, just shorten the list up before you start because if you have a big day, a big day, you couldn't look at any more than 150. And let me tell you, by 2.30, you uh, they start looking like scrambled eggs sometimes. <laughs> and one thing my father always said was, if you get to that stage, no matter where you are, whatever time of day, when they start looking, whoa, you know, you've had enough, you must just stop there and then and just say, enough, I'm done, and you leave the complex. So I've left the complex at 1.30 before, and I was here till quarter to five last night. So yeah. it's uh, because when you get tired, my father always said, don't ever look at a horse because you're going to start judging it, uh, judging it wrongly. The All-Star Mile top ten voters were... Uh, revealed last night, Wayne, as at the top of the list was Alligator Blood. Now, kudos to you here, because in the spring when everyone wanted to overlook Alligator Blood, uh, you, you said no, and you've been absolutely vindicated through his Group 1 victories thereafter and the fact that he's won the public poll here with 18,301. So it feels like we, we've all found Alligator Blood now and probably recognise that he's the, the best miler going round. Well, he is. He's, he's certainly, uh, you know, Nature Strip's probably had his day and uh, Animo's there with Alligator Blood is probably the two best, uh, probably two of the best horses in the country. So it's just, it's it's an unbelievable story, this. I mean, you know, he started off as a young horse and he, uh, he nearly won a Caulfield Guineas and then he changed stables and then things didn't go right and then he then he had a, a back, um, I can't think of the exact terminology. Is it a fusion? He had a, he had a back issue. Yeah, and, and they fused his back. Oh. Now, like, I mean, that just, it just... It just sounds ugly. I don't know. I don't know what's involved there, but honest, he then went. Uh, he, he then went to where uh, the Waterhouse Bot Yard, and, and someone said to me, "Would you have taken this horse on?" I said, "No, I would not." I generally said, "No, I wouldn't." 
So even if it was alligator blood, like because he, he should have won at Caulfield Guineas, so he had plenty of form, not as good as what it is today. And I said, well, you probably got a bit of a hiding to nothing taking on a tried horse of someone else, and you know that's got a back fused together. Um, this horse is amazing. Like he is a genuinely top liner horse, and he must be so tough. He must eat bullets, that horse, I tell you, <laughs> and spit out the uh, spit out the caps because for what he's gone through and what he's done and. One thing you only see the top horses do, and that is last the test of time because it's a tough industry. It, it, it isn't forgiving, and these great horses that can last... If you can last more than two years, you've done an amazing job because most race horses in their, in their prime probably only get two preparations at their absolute best. So Alligator Blood deserves to be at the top of the list. He deserves to be favourite, and... I, you know, unless unless Animo was coming back, I don't know whether I could see him getting beat, having the perfect run. Jared, his, his win the other day was, uh, yet again, it was gutsy. He just digs in for the fight and, and has a crack. It's the it's the invented race which looks to engage the public to, to vote on all sorts of different fronts. So we've seen that in the Keats campaign, which has, I think, caused much mirth. Um, a, a galloper who probably <laughs> ordinarily wouldn't make this field, but the charm of it is is rally people by making them laugh on social media and get your votes that way. Do, do you, Does that serve a purpose, do you think, for racing? Have you enjoyed that? I just want to know what they're doing with the data that they have gained because I don't, I don't know, and so that's not saying they haven't done anything racing Victoria, but... I want to know what they're actually doing with the data they're getting because the whole idea with this was was to say let's get a huge data bank of people and hopefully people outside the industry and I don't know what their follow-up is I'm not sure so you know it's all right to gain some data but then Jared you've got to do something something with it and try and do something uh, something positive but yeah look it, it it's worked overseas it's the biggest Japan Cup's the biggest race but the race that they have over there that's the same sort of gimmick let's call it it is huge. It's bigger than big, but you know, I don't know. Maybe this would maybe this would work better in say somewhere like Hong Kong. I'm I'm not quite sure where they are racing absolute racing nuts. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is it is growing in stature. This race it started off as a just another one of those pop up races. They've been very clever this year in moving the race to the time slot that it's in, and then after the race, the Australian Cup is run because. I think it was last year and the previous four years it had been the other way around. So this race is 1,600. The Australian Cup is 2,000. So the natural progression is to run in this race and then a lot of the field could then run in at 2,000 metres, which I'm assuming that's what Alligator Blood will do. So hats off for them for spinning a couple of these race meetings around because that was a smart thing to do. All right. I'm going to leave you to the treasure hunt. Uh, if you find something you really like, tell us about it next <laughs> week and we'll see if we can rally some people. <laughs> no, no, never mind. Uh, no horses till the school fees are finished. That's the rule at home. It's, uh, it, it, it keeps me grounded. You're too clever, Jared, because the sale finishes on Tuesday and I'm not back on with you till next Wednesday. Too good, you. Too good. <laughs> All right, see you back in here next week. Thanks. Wayne Hawks for Westbury Stud. Tarzino, Reliable Man, Redwood and Al Rocker, each providing success in more ways than one at Westbury Stud.